But not until he sees what comes next. Not until he watches this world. Everything he created. Everything he loves. Turn to ash. Welcome to the end. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I talk about God and how much he sucks. Uh-huh. We're back, we're back with the season 11. We're close. This is the penultimate episode of season 11, Chris. Yeah. Like we're fucking here, man. This is crazy. We're here. We have arrived. I I kept checking. Um I kept forgetting <laughs> if this was the last or second to last episode. Sure. Um because I kept being like, man, this is getting pretty serious. Is this, we got, oh yeah, we, we got one more. And then for some reason I would forget again. <laughs> I, I checked three times. It's, um, it's a good episode. It's, uh, we continue our, our, our trend of having large, large lore. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we just, we're just learning all kinds of things about the supernatural universe. They're just throwing it out there in a way that makes me think nobody will remember these one-off lines in season 12, 13, 14, uh-huh. or 15. So I'd be curious <laughs> to see how some of this stuff yeah. sticks around. Um, how are you, Chris? You doing good? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Powering through. Good. You know good. how it is. Yeah. yeah. Staying how safe. Are you? Staying kind of sane. S- staying mostly indoors. I no, not staying sane. Yeah. Let's not get too crazy. <laughs> but I am staying safe. Good deal. Um, I want to shout out all of our patrons over at Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week. Uh, it's hugely helpful in these in these hard times, and hugely appreciated that they're donating a couple of bucks a month to get all kinds of exclusive content access to the discord uh we've had actually kind of a jump up this month with this which is crazy i kind of figured that yeah. everybody would be uh, holding on to them purse strings but thank you so much for your generosity and for your support uh i think this is rachel it just says rach so i don't want to say rach um you could just say rach i mean you just said it twice and i've now, now i've said it rochelle <laughs> rochelle which i should know because i've met rochelle irl whoops sorry rochelle uh wow. Mermy, denise lizel uh those are the last like four that i see on here so thank you to all of you thank you folks. everybody chris what's catch up? us up my man season 11 what's been happening um well last time on supernatural the winchesters tried to convince god not to kill himself uh, after finally revealing his true form, Chuck decides his best bet is to sacrifice himself to Amara to save all of the others. Uh, but knowing this would only delay the doom of creation, the team hatches a plot to save Lucifer slash Castiel 
from Amara's clutches in hopes of using the dreaded fallen angel as a weapon to be wielded by God in the battle against Amara. That didn't really turn out to be true or what they were doing, but I wrote it. But this plan was not <laughs> without consequence, and surprisingly, Metatron seemingly sacrificed himself to help the others escape. There you go. That's it. So we are covering um, not the lyrics to next 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 season's theme song, which I almost started reading. <laughs> we are covering season 11, episode 22, We Happy Few. This was written by Robert Behrens, directed by John Badham. Aired May 18th, 2016. The final countdown. Sam and Dean face their biggest challenge yet. Rowena makes her move. Kind of a kind of a shortened uh, yeah. summary there from the old CW. What's happening, CW? You, you know, guys okay? Run they out. were played it close to the played it close to the chest on that one. I guarantee you that they had commercials that explained everything in this fucking episode. I've I've been watching a new CW show and I forgot to mention it in the outtakes. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into it now, but wow, I can't believe I, I dropped the ball on that one. What uh what's what CW show you're watching? I've been watching Nancy Drew on the CW. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Is I I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they were like, yeah, that's a supernatural spinoff. I mean, obviously it's Nancy Drew, which is a you know well established um, yeah. But I mean, like series. at this point, like I'm sure Nancy Drew is going to cross over with the Flash at some point, right? Like they're going to be the next you know, part of the. Nancy Drew works so closely with the Hardy Boys and all the books and the games and all that. I wouldn't, and they call Sam and Dean the Hardy Boys all the time in Supernatural. So I just wouldn't be surprised if if they're. I mean, obviously Supernatural's coming to an end, and the world is ending too, so it's it's a little bit difficult. But I wouldn't have been surprised to see a crossover where she goes to work with the quote unquote Hardy Boys, but it's Sam and Dean. Um, it just it. I'm not going to say it's a great show, but I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> and it has a lot of similar elements to Supernatural, <laughs> while also being a teen drama. Yeah. Um, I meant yeah, I meant to talk about that uh in the in the outtakes, but forgot. But yeah, it's sort of like tangentially related to Supernatural, and they've definitely made references to it. Interesting. I might have to check this out. We we finished yeah. Devs, um, which is a, a really cool sci-fi show with Nick Offerman and Allison Pill. Um, but it was only eight episodes. We finished that last night, so we are on the hunt to looking for Ooh. new stuff. So. Uh, we start out with Lucifer and God arguing with one another. Chris, I've alluded to this episode several times. Uh, all of this family stuff is, I feel like pretty fucking contrived and cheesy. I'm going to, I'm going to get kind of aggravated with it, even though I think that it resolves this episode resolves itself extremely well. Yeah. Overall, I liked where this episode goes and, and what it accomplishes. But for the first half of it, man, I was rolling my eyes a lot. I was not happy and you know they do a pretty good job if the circumstances were different um you know i'm maybe i'd be laughing along with lucifer as he argues with his dad god and sam and dean trying to like interject but given that this is the penultimate episode um and i was expecting some real heavy hitting shit this all fell really flat to me and and i um I didn't like the cheesiness. I think, and I think that's my issue is like, I, I can appreciate if this was Lucifer and God having a, a serious conversation, um, about the, you know, about all of the things that God has done and Lucifer has done, which this conversation will eventually turn into like that. We are going to get that, which I find really mm-hmm. interesting, but to get there, we have to sit through like Lucifer playing music loud and saying that if he does can't if his dad doesn't want to talk to him he's going to stay in his room and that kind of stuff and I just find it it just very cheesy and corny and kind of just badly written like 
You mm. even have Sam and Dean going like, "That's not his room. That's my room." Like, okay, okay, guys. Like, it's a like yeah. I I see everything that you're doing here, and I don't like any of it. So it just it didn't seem like the right time or place for it. Um, for you know, they always do comedy very well. You know, Jared and Jensen are super funny. Um, but yeah, yeah, wrong time, wrong place. But I mean, it's like we- weird and like awkward tonally right off the bat when uh, you know God and Lucifer are, like facing off, and then. The boys come in and Sam's like, hey guys, how's it going in here? It's like, dude, that is Lucifer. That is your mortal enemy. And I was into the fact that you had to rescue him because there was some shit going on there that I, I liked symbolically. Um, but this coming in here, hey guys, uh, everybody doing okay in here, kids? That's just not the vibe I want right now. We made a we made a bunch of jokes about this um, in the last episode about Sam like maybe being concerned that all of his life is just an illusion given it to him by <laughs> Lucifer right, right. as they're, they're trapped in the cage together. Um, but like, there's a point in here where they're discussing things where you know Sam says, "Well, I think Lucifer is right," and I'm like, "There was a season, like a season last season, you were terrified that this man was still in your brain somehow. Like you yeah. were, you were, you were terrified of this guy, and you were having literal PTSD. And now you're just chilling in the bunker with him, having rescued him. And I know TV shows got a TV show and everything else. I just, mm-hmm. I kind of wish at this point we could just drop Lucifer altogether. Like I just, I kind of don't need him around anymore." Like I just put him in the cage, make him disappear. I don't care. Like I just don't need him around. Yeah, that seems like it would have been the appropriate uh, move to take. But yeah. here we are. Um, the big thing, the big, I guess, the big argument here is that Lucifer is expecting uh, Chuck slash God to apologize for his uh, behavior in the past, and uh, once God kind of refuses to do so, telling the boys like he doesn't have anything to, he can't apologize for something you don't feel sorry for, Lucifer locks himself in a room and listens to like bad rock music, and it's all very dumb. Yeah. Um, thankfully, the episode does start to get a little bit better from here. Yes. Um, they start off on the wrong foot, but it doesn't stay like this you know, the whole time. Um, so we cut to Crowley. Um, he is back in his courtroom. And he's trying to plan a coup to like retake hell to make hell great again. I don't know when this came out, but I feel like it was May, May 2016. So we were we were in the the, the, this is a direct reference. Yeah, this is a 2016. Oh, wow. Okay, I guess that was that was almost that was I mean, literally four years ago. Okay, holy shit. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We're we're I mean, like, it's weird seeing this like from four years past. Like, I remember very specifically at this time going, like, like losing my mind that this, that was even a possibility that he was in the race and he was saying all this dumb bullshit and now, like, seeing it four years later with Supernatural making a joke about it, I'm like, wow, this is fucking yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, anyway, so these demons are laughing at him yes. um, as, he's, as he's saying all these things that they're gonna do, all these promises that Crowley's trying to make to retake hell and everyone's like, dude, like, you don't keep your promises. Like, you worked with Rowena, you worked with Dean Winchester, like, you, you You've been screwed over by everybody, um, and and no one really cares anymore. No one, no one wants to play along with you. Also, like Amara's going to destroy everything. So, like, why are we doing this? Yeah, and they specifically yeah. asking like every, as everyone gets up is like because they're all like chuckling and they finally just get enough and they all get up and leave and like the guys like unless you have a plan for you know dealing with the darkness and then Crowley's like what the fuck are you talking about like the look Crowley gives them is so fucking priceless and then um. Crowley even asked, like, why did you even bother to show up? And they're like, well, we just wanted to see the monkey dance. And I was like, ouch, yeah. dude, that's fucking cold, man. Um, and yeah, like, they, they were just showing up to see King Crowley's bad dinner theater. Uh, and, I, you know, that's poor Crowley. Like, I don't, I don't have a lot of sympathy for Crowley, but he's got one thing that he's good at, and it's being the king of hell, and he's not particularly great at that. So what are you going to do with your demon <laughs> right. life, right? Right, yeah. 
Um, so we cut over from pathetic Crowley to Chuck making pancakes. Um, and again, talking about how he doesn't want to apologize to Lucifer. Yeah. And like, I think like the rest of the world is like, yeah, dude, you're good. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody else cares. Yeah. Um, um, we, go to we go to Grand Isle, Louisiana, a place that I've mm-hmm. been to. I have friends that go crabbing in Grand Isle all the time. Um, it's a really very pretty place. It doesn't have, as far as I know, a lot of weird voodoo queens with bad Louisiana accents. But like, yeah. I don't know. I haven't been there in a few years. Who knows? I don't know. I wasn't really sure what was going on with that accent. <laughs> there's a moment like it, it's impressive uh for whatever reason people on twitter like to ask me like wh- who has the worst louisiana accent uh this is probably one of the worst ones i've seen in a long time like this is this is real real bad because she really tries to go like full creole and misses and it's not great it was um, just very confusing overall for me yeah. a lot of times so this one i had to watch on my ipad um okay. and it was very difficult to hear. I mean, I, granted, I think I'm going deaf. I've been complaining about you are. You've been not being able to hear trip, stuff so. recently. But this time it was because it was on my iPad and I literally just could not hear what she was saying most of the time. But then Rowena was kind of just like picking up what she just said and then rephrasing it anyway. So I was okay yeah. to figure out what was happening. And that's the thing. So this is a witch. Um, she's got a lot of voodoo trappings around her. She's looking at a tarot deck, flipping cards, and it all says death, 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 death. Uh, Rowena shows up, and they've got a bunch of bad blood between them, but Rowena says, hey, the world is ending. I've got a spell from the Book of the Dam that could send us back to like a couple hundred years, so we could have a couple hundred years to hang out before the world inevitably ends, but I need a second. Like I need your help. Um, and they agree and they decide like, we're going to go back to the, the Greek ages, I think. And, uh, the chick is a black chick and she's like, that's not a great time to be a woman or to be black, but I'm going to make it work. And I was like, go queen. You're great. Go, go get it. Yeah, <laughs> Just make sure yeah. you come up with a better Greek accent than you have a Louisiana accent. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're going to have problems. It's um, very funny that this is Rowena's plan. Just like, I mean, we can't stop the world from ending, but we might as well just go back in time and just live longer. Yeah. Like, why <laughs> like, not? I guess it makes sense. Like, okay, sure. Like, and you know everything that's going to come. Like, I I just like, for a while, you're not going to have indoor plumbing, right? Like, that's going to suck. Right. <laughs> I think Rowena's used to that. She's been around a while. It's true. It's true. Uh, we go back to the bunker and uh, this is very specifically the scene that I think is incredibly cheesy. Like, sitting God and Lucifer down in front of Sam and Dean to have family counseling session is um, up until the point God literally like teleports Sam and Dean out of the room. I think this is some of the cheesiest fucking writing supernatural has ever done. I am. I just, I just, I, I just don't like it, dude. It's very strange that they chose to do it this way. Yeah. Um, it paints everybody in a weird light. I just don't see Sam and Dean doing this. Um, they've been in a lot of weird situations. I, I just, I think things are, too personal with lucifer and god like like the boys have too much personal stuff wrapped up with both of them um especially sam and lucifer um to to really just be kind of sitting there acting dopey and mediating it just doesn't fit the scenario if these were two different characters if it was a vampire and a werewolf trying to sort some shit out and sam and dean had to sit down with them i'd be all on board you know it would make sense and it would be fine but i think just given the gravity of everything that's surrounding it that's where it, why it feels so cheesy and so out of place. Um, but we do, you know, we get some good stuff or some good lore, I guess, or interesting yeah. lore about how God gave Lucifer the mark of Cain so that he could lock Amara away. Um, and when that was said and done, he did not like what the mark did to Lucifer. Um, or that's that's what Lucifer claims. He says, you gave me this mark 
And then when you saw what it was doing to me, instead of, you know, fixing me or whatever, you just, you threw me away. You, you cast me out because you didn't, you didn't like, um, what was happening. That was your mistake. That was your screw up. Um, loose or God kind of implies that it wasn't just the mark. There was always that something within Lucifer, which is fascinating to me. Like, I mean, the idea that, um, because in, you know, in fiction, Lucifer is typically cast as the person who disagrees with God or worships God above humanity or doesn't, doesn't want to follow in God's predestination plan. Um, so the idea that like there was a germ of that there, and that the mark was so bad, like this influence from Amar was so bad that it brought out worse and worse and worse things because like we have to realize like Lucifer has turned into a literal demon over the years. Like this dude is mm-hmm. terrible. He's done horrible, horrible things to hundreds of thousands of people, if not more. So like it made him that bad and that's God's creation. So like he kind of like what he's looking for is an apology of like, you did this to me. You gave me this thing. You gave me this responsibility. And then you abandoned me when you didn't like it. And I have really actually kind of like that kind of that interaction between the two. I like this premise a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, they at least are, they, they putting the building blocks there for interesting stuff. The delivery until Sam and Dean are, are swept away. The, the delivery is just real weird. Well, and like you get to Dean like making like use I feel statements. I learned that from Dr. Phil and things like that. And I'm just like, like let, let them have a serious conversation about this shit or not. Like you can't have this both ways. Like you're really undercutting what you're trying to sell me when you have Dean cracking wise in the background. And I think that they just literally wanted to give Dean and Sam something to do because there's not a whole lot yeah. for them to do in this episode. So besides stand right. around. Um, and that's okay sometimes for them to not sure. have anything to do. Obviously, yeah. we we both and and the the fandom at large obviously wants to see them do stuff. Um, but it's okay to to put them on the sidelines sometimes when we're building up to something big because we know at the end of the day it's going to be those two uh, clearing the bases and and making the big moves. Absolutely. Um. So this is so God turns this back around on Lucifer. He says, if you were me, like, because I know you've gone to the angels and tried to pitch your, you know, you being God after all of this, what would you have done about you? Like, what would you have done if presented in the exact same situation? And this is where we get that conversation of Sam saying, you know, you're Lucifer's right. You're not really listening to what he's feeling, but you're just trying to be right instead of saying that you're sorry. And sometimes sorry isn't about being right or wrong. It's just about apologizing. This is where Dean chimes in with, you don't even have to mean it. Chuck, 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 chuckle, chuckle. Ha ha ha. I'm yeah, Dean Winchester. Yeah. I'm the funniest guy alive. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't know what I'm doing there, Chris. Damn. <laughs> anytime, anytime you want to jump in until I start doing, I'm, I'm chuckle fest Dean Winchester. You can. Oh, <laughs> Um, so yeah. All right. Chuck finally admits. Yeah, I did forsake you, Lucifer. Um, you were my favorite. I loved you more than everybody, which we already knew. That's, that's confirmed lore. Um, canon. It's canon. It's canon. And and he says, yo, dude, I thought you were strong enough to bear the mark. But when I found out I was wrong, shit, man, I screwed up. Um, my choice says Chuck consumed you, you know, the thing, the, the decision that God decided to make um the, the decision that he decided <laughs> screwed up um and he he punished lucifer for that mistake rather than punishing himself or rather than trying to make it right um okay all right and, and then and, and he apologizes he says i'm sorry yeah. and he looks like genuine when he says this and of course this is after they sent sam and dean after out of the room so um i, I will say this this 
as a whole thing wasn't as bad as I remembered. I remembered very mm-hmm. specifically uh, Chucklefest Dean and this weird sitting God and Lucifer down and being like, what the fuck is supernatural even nowadays? Like yeah, what is going yeah. on with this? I don't know. Um, but this, this seals the deal. And now Lucifer is on uh, team free will, I guess team God. And it's time to put together a team to like, you know, go kill Amara, except they're not actually going to kill Amara. God says that they have to keep her alive and put in the box because it's a yin and yang thing. Light needs darkness. That's why he didn't um, kill her to begin with. And if you do kill her, something very bad will happen. A very bad thing will happen. Um, we don't know what, but it will be bad. We uh, th- They say that you can't just be God and Lucifer. They need some, some extra strength because last time they had some archangels to lean on. Uh, conveniently, God says they can't be created in the amount of time they have because of uh, cosmic something or primordial i don't know dude he's god yeah yeah they can't get those actors is what i'm hearing for them say yes (laughs) Uh, and they just straight up say michael is in no condition to fight and i'm like could you somebody go get michael out of the goddamn cage can somebody please you are god can you go get adam (sighs) and michael out of the fucking sam and dean don't say a fucking word they're just like oh yeah michael that archangel that's possessing our half brother that our dad cared about more than us Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Can you do something about like neither one of them even bat an eye? Jesus Christ! They didn't didn't even cross their minds, dude. Never ever. I'm surprised Dean. I'm surprised we didn't get another "Who's that guy" from the fiction episode. Michael? Who's I don't understand. Who's that guy? So they have to assemble a crack team, or I guess this is the part of any video game where it's like, all right, we're getting near the big boss fight, but we have to go around the world and go to all the kings and ask them for help, or go to all of our past allies and Mm -hmm. ask them for help to all team up as one big mega fight. It's a it's a heist um, movie, dude. We're getting the team together movie. for one big caper. That's where we got to put it back together. So we got uh, Lucifer, I guess, being like, well, let's go get the angels, just the regular ones. Um, and he uses Castiel to try and uh, plead with them. And we got Dean being like, all right, well, um, I'll go get Crowley. Like, maybe him and the demons can help out. That seems like a pretty cool idea. Um, and Sam says, why don't I get my girlfriend? And they all say, who? Says, who who's uh, your girlfriend? Uh, Rowena. Uh, Rowena the witch, not my girlfriend, just a, just a girl that I know. Did you, did you, um, uh, Sam, did you just call Rowena your girlfriend? Is that, are you guys no, dating? Um, are you guys- no, I meant that she is friendly-ish enough and a girl. Also I, that. I'm looking at Rowena's profile on Tinder right now and she says she is ready to mingle. Are you sure that you guys are together? Or? I am. I'm sorry. What? She, you saw her what? <laughs> tinder it's a dating app for you know chuck i'm gonna need you to teleport me asap <laughs> there's a conversation that needs to be had and it needs to be had now hold on chuck chuck's looking up say hold on she's in my dms now hold up yeah <laughs> Gotta- hold up she's online right now sam you want me to tell her anything or um i do like the way that they film all this where each person suggests it and then it shows that like event unfolding yeah. um that felt very much like a heist movie very um, much so. yeah and and this part is where you started having a lot more fun with the episode. And um, yeah, so Dean goes down to Crowley. He convinces him to join up with him. Crowley finally just comes out and calls his whole throne room bit a Game of Thrones reference. Yes. Finally. Yeah, finally. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Crowley. We talked about that for like two seasons. With like, finally just like, I mean, yeah, that's what this has been. Um, he and- also like calls, the, like he calls their relationship like a bromantic love affair. And it's like, you know, we all know that that's not happening again. And Dean's like, yeah, dude, I just, I just want your help on a job. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to get back together again. I don't want to get between the sheets. Um. So yeah. And then we got, we got Lucifer. He hands over the control to Castiel up in heaven. All the angels are like kind of disgusted with Castillo because he 
gave up his vessel to Lucifer. They're like, yo, how could you do that? My dude, um, Castiel, he stays firm to his choice. And he has, like, he's not wavered once, even through all he's gone through. He still has felt like this is what his, he's needed to do. Um, and I'm glad that Misha Collins has been on the show the whole season, but like, it sucks that Castiel has just not been around because there is obviously quite a difference. Uh, it's not just about the actor, it's about the character. And, um, I wanted to yeah, bring this up. I'm, um, one of my problems with, uh, like the stuff at the very beginning too, is that I am over and I'm, I'm not saying that Misha's doing a bad job with this. Cause he's definitely not like, it's a tremendous effort on an actor's like a, a, on an actor's part to pretend to be a different actor playing a different role. Mm-hmm. Um, and the amount of like realness he has come to with that has been absolutely amazing. I am just fucking sick of him, of him doing the Mark Pellegrino smirk. <laughs> And I'm just fucking done with it, dude. Like, I just don't want to see... I want to see Castiel. I'll even take Jimmy fucking Neutron if I can get it. I just don't want him possessed <laughs> by Lucifer anymore, man. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yep, I feel you on that. So, um... Sam goes to find yeah. his GF down in Grand Isle. Um, mm-hmm. She immediately threatens to turn him into an actual moose. He, he's like, dude, he <laughs> walked in thinking that he was going to be so slick and sexy in his 47L jeans, dude. And she oh, was just like, this. not right now, you giant. <laughs> I am busy. And he's like, but these are freshly starched. Look at this. Look at this. Look how firm that crease is. He keeps kind of just like shifting a little bit, like putting his knee out, just like a little bit, like putting his leg out, just kind of doing a little bit of a stance. Like he's almost, almost like he's showing off his shoes. Yeah. 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 Picture, picture what I'm doing here. Uh Um, and she's just like, she's looking him up and down. Just like, what is happening right now? Rowena, if you, uh, if you need some blood magic, you can use the crease of my 47 L's to cut your hand open with. Yeah, just give that Sam, a rub. <laughs> Sam very deliberately opens up Tinder on his phone and swipes left or whatever just to be like, oh, me? I don't care. She's don't like, you're, you're here. You just had God teleport you here, all right? You can't play hard to get. That's off the table. <laughs> Sam's like, I'm fine with an open relationship. Sam, we are not in a relationship, <laughs> open or otherwise. You gotta stop I telling will people turn this. You into a moose um, um but she's like well basically yeah he um he has to he has to play the god card yes. um to to even convince her like yeah you know because the other witch can sense that he's protected in some way um and clea is that her name mm-hmm. the other witch she she's a little bit more interested in this and she reveals that she's also wearing a cross because she's like screw it why not i can do both i can be pagan and christian even though they are uh completely the opposite of each other <laughs> i do like uh because when he brings this up rowena kind of scoffs and it's like i don't care if he's back i'm pagan like i i worship magic not any god and i'm like fucking amen girl like that's awesome mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. go oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, i very much appreciate like these the witch in this um or rowena in this just being like fuck all of these people uh but yeah i like the other witch just saying like well if you don't do it i will like i'm in like i want to yeah, fight I'm back totally down <laughs> and sam's like well i kind of have like a thing with her but like, yeah, I, mean, I, I, mean, I mean i guess it, she said open relationship and she's like dude first of all no i didn't second of all no relationship (laughs) she's like if if i were to date you we would be exclusive sandwichester or at least you would and uh clea specifically says she can get more witches together as well like there's some there's some more witches hanging out that could help them um and so this is where we listen this is where we get the plan outlined they're gonna Mm -hmm. assemble their crew they're going to beat down Amara until she's weak enough for God to put her back in the box with the mark. And this is where Dean gets a little weird because he wants to specifically kill her as opposed to, um, uh, whatchamacallit, just putting her back just in trap the box. Her. Yeah, because he's like, he's got the hots for her and he knows that's not going to change. 
he he wants God to kill Amara because he knows that he himself would be unable to do it. Um, even if he was given the power, he knows he couldn't do it. And having that conundrum in his brain makes him want it to just be like erased. You know, he wants her dead so that way he can't feel this conflict anymore. Essentially, um, you know, Lucifer just calls him out on it. He's like, "Yo, you just you like you have a crush on her. It's all good. Like we get it, dude." Um, <laughs> which is good and like, I, th- I thought that was actually kind of like I, I like the way Lucifer's like hey look you know we did the whole family like therapy thing like you can talk to us man what's going on yeah um, he says that he tried to kill her and it didn't work and they say well yeah maybe yeah Dean maybe that's because you just didn't want it to work you didn't want to kill her your heart wasn't in it so it didn't work your murderous intent was unable to pierce her uh, soul energy you know what I mean yeah um, soul energy <laughs> so yeah he wants he wants god to god to um to, to kill her sam's um, uh very confused so you want god to kill amara because you don't want amara to be killed <laughs> line is is delivered very yeah. very well like just the right yeah. amount of like what yeah i know you want some shit with this one dean but i need you to explain it um yeah, i need you i'm in an open says, relationship right now so if you need some help yeah. talking to other girls i'm here for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll be your wingman, bro. Like, whatever you need. Um, Sam just found out he's poly, and he's so happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a poly I, dude, relationship with Rowena. No, you're not. I didn't even, no, you're not, Sam. Stop. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're, she, I date her, and she dates you know, other guys. I date her, and she dates, and she dates everybody else. That's it's, not what that means, Sam. That's not what poly means, Sam. It's not at all. Sam, you're single. Uh, um, Sam tries to reassure Dean and says, like, look, Normally, we have to struggle with these kind of choices, but we don't this time because we are literally on God's side. All we have Sam's, to do is <laughs> trust the side eye thing. Like, Ixnay on the God. He's doing one of those moves as if to be like, you know, we literally have God. And so, Dean's like, why are you trying to pretend like he can't hear you? Why <laughs> he's are you just, doing he's this? right there. He's right there, Dean. He's right we there. Have God. He's pointing. He's got his hand covered up as his finger points. He's like, what, what? Sam, he's been here this whole time. Also, he's next to you. He can hear you. What is this bit? I uh I kind of assumed that um it was at this moment that I was like oh God's going to betray all of these people like this is this is God setting like because if they're trusting in God's plan which has never really been like the Winchester's whole steez to begin with mm-hmm. that like maybe this is God betraying them and we don't get that in this episode so I don't I don't know if that's still coming because I do not remember I remember like two facts about the finale and that's it and that's all at yeah. the very very end <laughs> um um all right everybody's on board. Yep. We see Amara beating the shit out of that prophet from the last episode. Rip Donatello. Um, <laughs> Sorry, dog. Donatello. Uh, R.I.P. for sure. She eats his soul in order to get the info about God that she needs. She, she eats his soul to get an address. She treats this motherfucker mm-hmm. like a disposable <laughs> like phone book. It's so mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she finds out, yeah, he's in Kansas. Okay. So, um, Amara defies all of the warding on the bunker. I guess because they let her. She infiltrates the bunker um the team's all gathering in another wet pipe factory somewhere mm-hmm. um so maybe Sam even Dean, bigger than the last wet pipe factory we're at chris i think this might be the yeah. biggest wet pipe, pipe wet it's pipe one of one of the biggest i still would argue that the wet pipe factory that that john goes to in season one is the biggest one because he navigates the whole building there's oh, multiple yeah. floors he set up traps you know he really got into it he really got into it I they forgot. didn't just need he, he blessed the water in the sprinkler system yeah. that's fucking dope it's such a good that's, move. you know that's what it was more geared towards survival horror 
meanwhile this this uh whip pipe factory is more just a boss arena you know <laughs> that's they're bringing uh they're bringing amara in it's like that new um, uh namco game that where like this is next gen graphics and every single scene was them fighting a bunch of dudes in a square arena and i'm like yeah. oh okay next gen yep. can't handle curves huh gotta good do job it. gotta do it uh anyway. so yeah sam dean Rowena, lucifer crowley and chuck are all in the same place uh nobody likes each other it doesn't matter we're just gonna work together we're just gonna do this thing um so basically the plan is to drop the concealment lure amara in or whatever and then attack her um and i, I they... do i do like how dean like I, I like how dean is managing this crew because he's spare specifically being like and nobody asks what they can get for whatever like oh yeah everything that would like we're not doing any deals we're not doing any of that stuff we're focusing on this fight and then we're all hate each other again tomorrow like he's very like he's very goal oriented in this in this whole thing which i think is yeah very dean like dean has gone down through some of these like team-ups before and knows that shit's gonna go awry at some point yeah it always does um but yeah so they they want to put the mark of kane back on amara to seal her away and put it back on somebody else so that they can, you know, do the thing that they need to do. Who are they going to put it on? Like, hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dean's the obvious choice, right? He's had it before. Makes sense. But no, not this time. 47L steps forward and he goes, I will take the ring. Surprise. I, uh, I did not see this coming. Uh, God says that Dean has already been like tainted by the mark, so he can't do it again. Um, and of course, Sam volunteered because... That's what Sam does. And, you know, Dean pulls Sam aside and they have a very quick, serious conversation. And Dean's like, you know, you, you could have talked to me about this. And he said, Sam just responds, we did. You told me that you couldn't handle Amara and that if it came down to it, you would have to rely on me to do it. This is that. This is what I yeah. am doing. Like, yeah. you, and that's, and like, uh, unbelievably, I could not, like, I really thought Dean was going to explode this whole organization right at this point. Like, he was going to pull the string, mm-hmm. devil's traps everywhere, holy water c- <laughs> comes in, like, there's, <laughs> Lucifer gets expelled from the, I thought he was going to pull the string on all of this, but instead, he's just like, all right, Sammy, let's do it God's way. Let, let's go with God's plan. And I was yeah. really impressed by that. Like, I, yeah. Because mm. he literally did say that. He said, Sam, I can't do it. You got to do it, man. I can't kill her. She's my girlfriend. And Sam's like, I know all about that. There's also I know a, all about I'm, having a girlfriend. I'm so, I'm so in debt. I'm so in tune with you, bro. Bro, I, we are all the same wavelength. Bro, does your girl like to eat at different restaurants with you at the same time too? Bro, bro, does, I love bro, it when my girl, girl does that. Does your girl like to eat at different restaurants with other people? While you're not you there. there? Oh man, same. Big same, bro. Big same. Big same. Big same. Date night. Date night. Does your girl play co-op Animal Crossing with other guys and yeah. give you her brain code, bro? Because that's like, me, oh, bro. Dean, we should double date. Me, you, Amara, and Rowena will be somewhere else with her other, <laughs> you know, with her other friends. I'll eat dinner with you guys. Sam, it's not a double date. That's the third wheel. <laughs> it's going to be me, you, and this picture of Rowena that I painted it's in a yeah. chair beside me. Oh, shit. Um, there is, speaking of Rowena, there's a, a fun back and forth she has with God where she's like, I'm sorry about like my entire life. Like, I'm sure I've done a lot, bunch of horrible things. And, and Chuck is like, yeah, I've really been rooting against you, but I got to say like, you're a real guilty pleasure of mine. And the <laughs> like Rowena is so flattered. You can tell like, Oh, I impressed God with all of my evilness. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. So charm. Rowena remains one of the most charming guest actors uh, on this show ever. Like yeah, we, we really turned around on her. Really um, did. So yeah. was Sam. So was Sam. Um, <laughs> 
So Amara is back at the bunker. She finds Dean's bedroom and she's like, oh, hell yeah. Um, And then she looks at the photo of young Dean and Mary and she's just sort of like, it's it, it's sort of developing her character and, and, and humanizing her in a way to, that she can be like, okay, obviously Dean's special and I care for Dean. Um, but to, I don't know. They, there was just, there's just that one human moment for yeah. someone who's not human. Um, it, it was interesting. Um, and then glad. Rowena astral projects in to talk to her. Also glad that, uh, that Rowena astral projected in there before she found, before Amara found all of the busty Asian beauty porn. So. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Otherwise like, it'd been a much different. <laughs> um yeah Verwina does the astral protection thing and is like hey we're over here i'm with god right now um and amar shows up outside of the wet pipe factory and Verwina shoots her shot well at first there's this discussion of like is our plan still on like are you can i still go back in time and Verwina is like or excuse me amar is like no no i could tell that you're with god like you're you're trying to double cross me but trying to double cross him or whatever and i'm like this is this is too much double crossing like they'll just fight and they do thankfully <laughs> like they do um Rowena shoots her shot. Uh, she does some purple magic lightning. Uh, it doesn't really work. And that's when she brings in the home team. She's got uh, Clea and the three other witches to send her energy to do another blast. And this one kind of fucks her up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, don't really like understand the mechanics of this, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's not important. <laughs> you know, I mean... I, I just like okay like we've never ever seen anything like this before but sure let's go with it uh unfortunately of course it doesn't kill amara and amara somehow reflects all of that energy back and doesn't kill rowena thankfully but it kills those other four unnamed women that, in louisiana <clears throat> um hates you know it's, it's tough sometimes um so yeah she does uh she does her big mega spell backfires um so and then just when just when things seem like it's gonna get uh a little tricky for Rowena there. Uh, a maelstrom sort of forms in the sky, and uh, she's smited by the angels. That's what I assume is happening here. The last time they smited her, it took her days to recover. So I was expecting her to just like bounce back and be fine, and then I was expecting to be mad about that. But she's not. She actually does get pretty injured by this. Yeah. And just as this uh, this beam of light strikes her, then the demons sort of swirl out from from the ashes around that, and um, they start attacking her, and they lift her in the air, and they do some CGI work here that questionable it's a lot it's questionable, questionable. <laughs> it's questionable but you know you got to do what you got to do and I, um, they, I i, I want to stress here that it's the demon smoke like cgi effect yes, that's doing this yes. they don't get a bunch of like greasy haired dudes to run up and smother amara thankfully like i'm glad we yeah, didn't get they, that like a weird right episode of, yeah um yeah amara fighting back from the smoke like god help her she's doing her best she can it just looks it doesn't look great like yeah uh, it's but, no way to make this look good that said i'm kind of into this like the plan is working like we got the witches we got the angels we got the demons she's looking a little fucked up and then crowley walks outside and joins his demon smoke with the rest of them and then like really like, knocks her out of the fucking sky yeah he uses his like his limit break punch it is with his red smoke and knocks her down um and then yeah so when she finally enters the room when she steps into the wet pipe factory She's looking pretty beat up. She's got cuts everywhere and scars mm-hmm. and burns and like she's done some shit. Um, immediately as she's walking up to God, Lucifer comes up and stabs her from behind with some Enochian spear looking thing. Excellent. Um, got this in Diablo drop- 3. Excellent attack rating. Love it. Love it. Uh, he drops her to the floor, but then before he's able to, to finish her off, because he was just going to go for it. He's fucking Lucifer. Yeah. Uh, before he's able to finish it off, uh, finish her off, God stops him and he yes. steps back. Um, and Chuck does, uh, something very surprising here and he apologizes to her. Um, 
she then kind of breaks down a little bit. I would have maybe liked a little bit more focus on this part of it and less of the God Lucifer bit. Um, yes. yes. Because this has been her quest the whole time was to kill her. And, and she gets her, her brief moment of what the hell was my crime? Why did you lock me away for all this time? Um, and God says, well, you wouldn't let me create life. You kept destroying it. Um, and she's like, no, that's not really the reason you just couldn't stand that we were equals. Um, you know, you created the archangels cause you just wanted to create lesser beings to make yourself a Lord, a, co- a ruler, a King, a God. Um, and he says, yeah, you're right. That's part of the reason that I did all, I did all that. I did want to be Lord and ruler and God. Um, uh, but that's not the entire truth. Um, and I like that there is this duality to to Chuck to Chuck's nature, because um, he says, as part of as much as he wanted all of that stuff, he also truly believes that there is a value and a beauty in creation that is far greater than than he himself. So a lot of, a lot to unpack here. I like the concept that um, when Amara claims like they were neither bigger nor smaller, they were equals. There was there was nothing bigger or smaller than them than them. Um, so there was no way to compare them until he began creating things because of his ego, like for, because mm-hmm. he wanted to seem large. And I, I like that concept a whole lot of a God that's kind of egotistical enough to create a bunch of shit to worship him and then like give them the choice not to worship him. Like that's a, that's a real like God first kind of <laughs> bullshit yeah. maneuver. And yeah. I like that she kind of just talks about it and is like, no, 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 this is, this is what she did. And I really like that he just agrees with her and doesn't try to protest or anything. Like it really seems like, you know, from the last episode, God's plan originally was just to sacrifice himself. Uh, it really feels like Chuck is kind of letting go with of a lot of his old bullshit. Like he's just straight mm-hmm. up apologizing to Lucifer. He's you know tell, he's acknowledging his faults with Amara, which is not something that you kind of felt like he would do before this. Um, and it's just, and also like he he says like you know that's that is true that I did that to make myself seem larger, but it's only part of the truth. There were there's also there's this special thing that I didn't create like that's the grace or the soul or whatever you want to call it that was waiting to be born. And I know you've mm-hmm. experienced that and like significant looks over at Dean Winchester as Dean is like, you know, blushing and like rubbing his toe <laughs> in the ground. Like, Oh, I don't yeah, know what you yeah. mean. Wasn't we just went to Ruby Tuesdays guys. Don't worry about yeah. it. Uh, Sam's like, you went to Ruby Tuesdays. You got, you got it. You had an actual dinner with her. Like she was in there. She was with you. <laughs> In the same building at the same time, he's looking around for Rowena. Like, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> Rowena just specifically not looking at Sam Winchester. Yeah, <laughs> Rowena specifically still just lying down outside. She could have gotten up, but she was like, "I don't, I don't want to give him the, you know, the dignity." Um, uh, Amara says that you know it didn't have to be like this. Like for that to happen, she didn't have to be trapped in this cage for millions of years, wanting to die. And then she kind of breaks down and she's like, okay, well, you win again. Now you have to finish it. You have to kill me. Um, and God uh, apologizes again. And that's where kind of the end game starts at her. The mark, the mark of Cain, or I guess the mark of Amara, as we should probably call it, uh, mm-hmm. begins to uh, burn on her chest. And like the fabric of her dress becomes burned away and it starts appearing on sam's arm and she he has the good sense to roll up his sleeve yeah, yeah sam well sam's sleeves are always rolled up you never know what that's you're gonna true. get into that's true <laughs> you don't you don't want to get knuckle deep into a zombie and realize this is your favorite uh <laughs> jabot yeah. shirt right yeah right you, you gotta have those jabots <laughs> yeah, jabot flannels that's what that's what uh, sam wears 
So yeah, she grabs God. She starts screaming, not again. And then she lifts his ass in the air. She just goes full on destruction on everybody. Her fear or her hatred completely overcomes all of her wounds and, and anything going on here. So she, she's able to, she throws God and she pulls Lucifer out of Castiel. I don't know if Castiel's with him, but she pulls that motherfucker out of the vessel and just vanishes that shit. It's gone. I don't know what happened. I know he's not dead, but like, I don't know what happened. I like this wipes effect. Him, you can kind of see like Mark Pellegrino's face like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> he was in the credits and I guess that's why. Oh, <laughs> really? I didn't see him in there. The yeah, I was like, oh, well, I guess his vessel's coming back this episode. But, uh-uh. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, yeah, so that dude is dead or something. Uh, the mark disappears from Sam uh, and then starts appearing back on her and she begins to like spread these dark tentacles and I, I'm I'm into this and I really, really liked it that one episode where she like called the darkness back to her. Um, I mm-hmm. wish this was visually more distinct than just Demon Smoke because it just kind it of looks, looks like, like Demon, Demon Smoke, Smoke yeah. um, which yeah. is a bummer. I think they should have spent like, a, this should have spent a little bit more time in the hopper getting this, this a little bit more visually distinct. Um, but she starts like using these darkness tendrils, um, which is my new, <laughs> uh-huh. my new, my chemical so romance is, cover band. That's right. <laughs> darkness tendrils. Um, she begins stabbing God, who begins to like glow with this bright light, and then collapses, like dead almost. Like it looks, it looks like that dude's dead. Yeah. Um, sh- shit ain't looking good for everybody here. But no. Uh, well, okay. First of all, we got to cut out to uh rowena and they they do this weird thing where she's like looking up at the sunrise and i was like what's going on here what's happening with rowena she just looks at the sunrise that's all there's also like there's a lot of things to talk about on the scene like it's the it's one of the few times that it looks like the brightness and contrast is been played with quite a bit so like uh-huh. all these bright colors are popping i feel like they were trying to get like that either like weird eclipse kind of light or uh or like just like a weird sunshine before thunderstorm kind of kind of thing like yeah, the, the way yeah. that they were colored it um and she's like kind of looking up into the sky and, and holding her eyes like her, her hand above her eyes so that she can kind of see because there's something in the sky that is that is coming i don't know if this is like eight hours later and the sun is rising or if this is just a few minutes later and some shit is about to happen like i feel like yeah that's i felt like it it was just the next morning but i guess it would make way more sense uh for it to be just moments later and now because god was struck down in some way that his light has now filled the sky or something cosmic is now happening because of of what's going on uh makes way more sense um but yeah we cut back inside god is not dead he is just dying because she amara wants god to watch the world be turned to ash another game of thrones quote um not not literally um but same vibes she's like i'm not letting this guy die until he until i know that he has seen me destroy his creation um we see rowena get back up outside she's looking up at the sky and then back one more time to amara where she declares to sam and dean welcome to the end and then she disappears and that's the end of the episode. We do not know what has happened is going to happen after this. Uh, again, like huge lore stuff here, like the, the stuff with Lucifer and God, I think especially being at the very beginning was very hammy, but we get some cool details from it. Uh, mm-hmm. I like is simple. And it's even remarked on the show that like their whole strategy against Amara is pretty simple and straightforward. Um, I'd like the fact that 
it almost works. Like they almost had her. And if God had just chosen to kill her, they would have had her. They would have won the day. Um, I like the fact that Dean and Lucifer comments on this is like, you know, the, the most evil thing in the universe and Dean Winchester doesn't want to kill it. Like that's a real mm-hmm. cool detail throughout all of this where Dean doesn't feel like he can because of this weird hold that Amar has on him and that he has on her. All of this stuff is really, really well portrayed and really, really great. I think like what a kind of fantastic episode this is. Yeah. They, they really pulled it together. Um, it's rare. You know, I feel like we usually kind of fall pretty evenly one way or the other. Sometimes we, you know, we waffle on some, some random one-off episodes, but it feels like we either really dislike an episode or we really like an episode. And, uh, this one is both like, we both really dislike the intro. And we both really like the way that they pull it all together. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it, this, I think this could be a lot worse than it is. I think mm-hmm. the Lord for me, I can't remember any actress or actress or actor names, but, uh, Chuck and Omara really, really sell a lot of this cosmic stuff. Yeah. Um, in a way that's really satisfying specifically Amara like uh, Emily Swallow there it is Emily Swallow like seems like she is putting on a little acting clinic with frankly like not a lot to work with like she doesn't uh, if you think about it like she gets to play across from Dean a, a few times but really it's just her kind of talking into a void that she gets to yeah. which she's doing these things or she's beating up Don, a guy named Donatello <laughs> which barely counts as a guy you know what I'm saying yeah yeah um like that really terrible act. And I'm sorry, people were making fun of us for making fun of Donatello. Cause apparently he's in Buffy or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, Emily Swallow is great is what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's funny. I was like, Oh, well, Mara has been around all seasons. So she's had time to, you know, do, no, 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 no. We, we had, we had baby Amara and child Amara uh, yeah. and teen Amara. And then we finally got adult Amara. That is like the one who, I mean, obviously who we have now, but it, it is interesting that that's where sort of the development, like the character development started. We got like mental development from her watching Nazi videos or whatever, but um, thankfully she doesn't seem to have any of the, uh, I don't know, alt-right proclivities. Yeah, yeah. She wants to destroy everything, not just all black yeah. people. Like, right, good for her. Right. Equal opportunity right. destroyer, I guess, is, is a good thing. Yeah. I, um, but yeah, like I, I think that, and this is probably going to be a, with some of the, something I repeat in the uh, like our summary for the feedback episode. Um, but we often complain that the villains don't get enough of a development to actually be villains. Like our, Mm -hmm. our favorite villains in the stories are the ones that have been around with us for a long time. Like Rowena has been with us for a few seasons. Crowley has been with us forever. Like those are, those are really interesting characters, not just a bad guy. And they've done a very good job with Amar in that in a very short amount of time. Like they, yeah. From from the cradle to the grave, maybe I don't know what's going to happen. Like I'm, I'm assuming they're going to win. <laughs> like there's a season twelve through fifteen. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they've done a really really good job of that, and I'm it's super impressed with it. Like I I hope that as the series continues, we get more and more like interesting setups like that. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Season eleven still real high up there on my list of favorites right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Any last thoughts or feelings that you want to express before we hit the record button and get the fuck out of here? I can't wait to find out what happens. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for everybody that's been chatting with us on social media. Uh, you can find us on at Monster of the Week on Facebook or at MOTW Cast on Twitter. We also have an Instagram that is it MOTW Cast, Monster of the Week Podcast. I think it like might that. be Monster of the Week Podcast. Monster of the Week Podcast on the Instas. Uh, thank you for everybody that's been following us over there. Thank you to the patrons over at patreon.com slash Monster of the Week. Thank you for uh, all of our folks in the UK. We were apparently number 10 in the uh, iTunes ratings for TV Whoa. reviews for like a, a couple of days over there. 
<laughs> kind of what, weird and wild. Uh, could not really verify that. I don't know how these charts work, but apparently we were there at one point. So thank you very, very much for all of our UK fans. Um, fans? Listeners? God, I hate to listeners. say fans. I hate using the word fans. They're supernatural fans. They're listeners. Yeah, they're they're Monster of the Week <laughs> listeners. <laughs> thank you. That's exactly, the, that's exactly the split that we need. Um, we'll be back next week with an episode that is teased by... Are you ready, Chris? Let's do it. God versus Amara. All right. Seems like we just did that. <laughs> did we Did we just get done with that? Feels like we just did that. Just, I don't know. I feel like it, it should be called huge jeans or something. I'm still waiting yeah. for some resolution on that. What's going on? What's, what's going on with the jeans? What's God, going on with those jeans? Uh, see you later, everybody. Good night. So, I don't know when, but we should. I still I want to talk to you about Breath of the Wild. I figured do like a kind of a short thing. Yeah. Um, I just think we, we should just, just do some bonus shit. Like, why not? Why the fuck yeah, not? Yeah, dude, I'm into um, it. 100%. And I'll ask you some basic questions. I mean, then we'll just talk, you know, like we always do. But I figure I'll set it up like almost like I'm interviewing you. Like, it's, um, yeah. don't give up skeleton. Or I'll ask you, like, hey, when was the first time you played a Zelda game? All that. Just because I sometimes find that stuff to be interesting. Sure. Um, yeah. And then we'll just you just talk about the game. Yeah. And 100% into just rambling about Zelda. So I don't. Let me have that. I will do it. Stood in line yeah. to get the gold card for. Uh, See? Save it. Save it for the podcast. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> cool. I'll get. Uh, hello, Mr. Gamer. Yeah. Is he feeling kind of nasty today, huh? Feeling a little nasty right now. Feeling um, feel a little nasty. You know how it be. Feeling a little nasty. <laughs> when Mr. Gamer's around, you better believe it. It's time to get gamer nasty, Chris. Get gamer nasty. Now, I mean, obviously you and I both know um what you know what get nasty gamer style means, but mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and explain <laughs> for the people at home? Well, first up. It's gaming without wiping down the controller first. You'd want to uh-huh. get all of that good gamer funk. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing that keeps yeah. that controller in tip-top condition. Because you've played so many games on it that the maybe the buttons were a little loose. But that gamer mm-hmm. funk, if you drive it in there, it, gets them, it keeps them crisp. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's like, I mean, we're all in quarantine right now. We're not driving around a lot. I've been just starting my car, driving around the block once a week. Just to, just to you know, keep things moving a little bit. Keep that car running because you don't want it to rust. You know, you don't want things to go bad. You need that gamer funk on your controller for a similar effect. Exactly. Yeah. You just want to keep every keep those keep those buttons being pressed and keep those triggers being pulled. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta have you gotta have a little gamer funk in there. Also, it's um it's gaming within six feet of somebody without their permission. That's the also that's mm-hmm. also being gamer nasty. So taking mm-hmm. your switch to outside and standing directly next to somebody and then just gaming. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't acknowledge oh, yeah. the present. Just get real close and get real real sniffy with it. You know what I'm saying? Just oh yeah when you're playing that playing your switch <clears throat> i had a this really fits into to the topic at hand uh in high school uh my sister got me this weird rubber uh cover for my xbox 360 controller i don't really know what the material was i'll be honest with you um and despite the thing being a little bit gnarly itself and all of my friends being like dude that's gross i don't want to use that controller uh it was you know it was my go-to controller for the xbox 360 
Uh, and years, years later, finally, somebody was like, dude, enough is enough. Take that gross thing off your controller. Uh, and I took it off expecting to find a pristine white <laughs> yeah, clean course. Xbox yeah. 360 controller underneath. But no, all that gamer funk had just found its way <laughs> underneath <laughs> a def- the protective a fine layer. layer of ground up gamer funk. It was all it was years worth of gamer funk because it wasn't even like the gamer funk was coming off and getting on my hands because I was repeatedly using the controller, you yeah. know. And it all was, those times was, that you would clean it, like you were just cleaning mm-hmm. the outside, not the inside. Just cleaning right? the outside. <laughs> yeah. And it was like a horror show of gamer funk it was an abandoned building of gamer funk underneath that that uh controller cover i um i was just picturing when you said you were expecting to see a pristine controller it reminded me of the time that me and my buddies moved out of the apartment that we lived in for a long long time and at the time we were all like chain smokers and Mm-hmm. Our house was the place to go to after the bars, so like we would have regular currents would have anywhere from ten to fifteen people in the smallest apartment, just chain smoking and doing bad stuff. <laughs> and when we moved out, we took the pictures off the wall, and it was the gross. It was it put in sharp relief how bad smoking is because like it was <laughs> a pristine white wall behind in this perfect square where a poster was, and then just like gross yellow shit everywhere. <laughs> like it was just <laughs> bad. It was it was. I think that was the moment that I was like, you know what? I'm just going to smoke outside. <laughs> like, I'm just going to walk outside <laughs> to smoke. Like, that doesn't seem like a bad place to be. Outside's great. <laughs> outside is great. I sat outside for like 20 minutes today. Just just sat out there. Just trying to get some sunlight. Just lo- slowly losing my mind. Um, I even like the text I was sending you today. Like, I'm not going to get into it. I was just like, oh, I, I saw somebody that I know in a random YouTube video and like went down this rabbit hole trying to prove if it was them. And it was. It was I was right. But as I was texting you about it, I was like, I sound like an insane person because I texted it to Jess, too, and was like, I sound like an insane person. When I texted it to Steve, he knew the person in question. I gave him the full rundown. Yeah. And I that was even more insane because I sent him like 15 texts with proof and pictures and links. <laughs> and like, Steve he was he like, I just follow be- it. I just believed you, man. I knew, from the moment that yeah, you said, I, I knew you were right. Straight yeah, up. It's OK. Yeah. Um, I sent him all that stuff and at least he knew what I was talking about. And then I was like, I have to just tell more people about this. This is crazy. Um, it wasn't that crazy. Just I saw somebody that I vaguely know on the Internet. <laughs> um, but I was just like, oh, no, I'm I'm nuts now. I'm like that picture of what's his name from um, from what's it? Is it Charlie Day? Yeah. From It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Is his name Charlie Day in the show or in real life or both? I think it's it's Charlie Day in the show. It's Charlie Murphy in real life. Uh, my neighbor is coming over for some reason. I just saw him walk by my house. Oh. Let me just Bro. give Autumn a heads up. Well, it was too late because I can hear Rosie just <laughs> howling in the background. I'll let Autumn figure it out. Um, I went outside no, today. Charlie, it's not Charlie Murphy. That's no Charlie Murphy's Eddie different Murphy's guy. Yeah, brother, right? Yeah. Who is Charlie? All right, hold on. I thought it was Charlie it's really, Day. It's is it? Yeah. Okay, it yeah. is. It was really bothering me that I couldn't figure it out. Maybe it's Charlie Murphy in the show. It doesn't. You know, it doesn't matter. I was just wrong. I should know because I've met this man. He did the commencement speech at my fucking college. Are you serious? <laughs> That yeah. the little dweeb from Pacific Rim did yes, the commencement because he because he went there. I'm like I'm giving out a lot of information here, but he went to the same college as me. Um, Chris, everybody so can find anything speech. about you on the internet that they need to. That's like true. it's not it's That's not true. it's not going to be difficult at all. Charlie um, Day plays Charlie Kelly. That's what. So his name okay. is Charlie Kelly. Day, hey, he, that's yeah. Okay, that's vaguely Irish. Like okay. Yeah, yeah. Charlie Kelly. Um, 
I went outside today to do some some yard work. Uh, so I've been like we did in the south, man. Like grass just grows everywhere, and we just put down this nice, you know, gravel for our carport and everything. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it right this time. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some spray. I'm gonna kill the weeds in the grass. I'm gonna keep it all nice and neat and tidy, so it just doesn't look like a shit show out there. And uh, so I got a backpack sprayer. <laughs> it's like a super uncool okay. like okay. proton pack from uh, Ghostbusters. If you if you take that. I'll, gotcha. um, Autumn took pictures of it because she said I looked so goofy. I'll text you a picture so you can get the full. We'll put them in, put them in the show notes. We'll put it. We'll definitely not put this in the show <laughs> notes. That's that's not that's not going to happen. Um, but uh, I was outside and I'm spraying my ass off and I'm just having a good time. And then a fucking insect comes out of nowhere and just bites me right in my arm, like in the crook of my Unbelievable. elbow. Unbelievable! It's not. It was not good, dude. I did not like it. You were in full. You were in full weed buster mode out there. You see that? That's that's yeah. That's me busting some weeds. You you busted some weeds. You flexed in that thing. That's also some. Uh, that's also some real bad quarantine hair right there. Is what you're seeing. Listen, my mullet could not get any more mullety. Oh, dude, I <laughs> Let am. Let me tell you, my the, the 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 party in the back is is cranking up, Chris. We're yeah. getting we're getting. See, there. okay. I guess I guess the thing that I have working for me is that I always have overgrown long hair yeah so like an extra month on top of that isn't all that weird even though i want i desperately want to cut my hair and i've been thinking about shaving it myself i'm not gonna do it but um it's gotta it's gotta be tough for all these people who are so used to having their hair done regularly to suddenly now be like two months into not being able to get a haircut or get it dyed or whatever it is yeah, Autumn and I were were both fortunate that we had a haircut like right before all of this. But my hair grows extremely fast, and it just it just afros up, and it's not it's not good. It's just thick and curly, and it's so hot, so so hot. I'm mm-hmm. dying. Mm-hmm. I might I might submit and just be like, okay, like put the number two guard and just clip away. Like I don't care as long mm-hmm. as there's less of it. Um, just keep just keep buzzing the sides and do not touch that top. <laughs> just oh yeah, to go for the kid and play, go full let kid that, and play. Let that thing go sky high, oh, dude. I can re- touch the sky, as Kanye once said. You know that's that's there me. That's what my hair is trying to do. That's what the white boy yeah. afro is trying to do. Just touch the sky, man. Quarantine, Chris. Quarantine. We I'm slowly uh, losing my goddamn mind. Yeah, I think I am too. I'm a. Uh, I'm. I find myself just staring at stuff for a long time. It's like not doing mm-hmm. anything and just like completely zoning out for long periods of time. Yep. I everything had a, feels so impossible. Everything feels in- incredibly impossible. Like the idea of putting together that backpack sprayer and going outside and doing that seemed like it was the most insurmountable thing in the world. And then I was just like, I, I finished breath of the wild. Like what the fuck else am I going to do? I'm just going to sit here. No way. So, um, yeah, even, even playing video games is getting difficult. <laughs> They just all seem like so much work. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. there's and like Breath of the Wild was good. I've mentioned this a few times on the podcast now. Like it was a good time sink, like exploring around and finding new stuff and cooking and all that stuff seemed like a really good time sink. Uh, but now the prospect is like, oh, time to do something that's similar but new. <laughs> like, yeah. and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for that, man. I just don't know if I'm if I'm quite ready. But yeah, I'm. It's hard being a gamer. I'm also not ready for things to open up yet, and. I don't know which what's happening in your state, but in my state, they're like, yeah, we can. Everybody can go to restaurants now. Uh, they just have to. You can't serve anybody, so it has to be pickup only, and they ha- all have to sit outside. Um, so I had to actually go visit a customer the other day because for an emergency. Um, and I drove through town, and like, the, there's there, there was this one Mexican restaurant that had conservatively 150 
200 tables out in front in their parking lot all covered by tents. holy shit and i'm like well i think this is kind of defeating the purpose i don't think yeah. that i don't think that they that when they said that you could all sit outside that they realized that you had this much space to sit people like this is insanity yeah. uh so yeah i'm not i'm not ready for any of that to happen yet either but um i know they reopened golf courses here which i guess if you're gonna do something golf's fine everyone's far apart from each other anyway <laughs> I don't know. Golf is such a fucking ridiculous sport. I, I'm not. I, I mean, I'm not interested in the slightest. <laughs> I had a I had a mayor tell me one time. Um, he was a customer, and he was like, he went on this long story about golfing with so and so, and he was just talking my fucking ear off or ever. And he, you know, what do you, do you what, what, do, what do you think? What do you, have you ever played such and such? And I'm like, actually, I'm not really much of a golfer. Like, it's just not something I've ever really been into. And like. Uh- and the guy with me, but I'm a gamer. The guy was like, "Well, how do you expect to get anywhere in this business if you if you don't golf? You know, you got to make deals on the court." And I, I really wanted to be like, "You bought this shit from me like ten minutes ago, dog. Like you yeah, just handed me a yeah. PO. I didn't take you anywhere, but I didn't even take you to lunch. I'm like fuck off. <laughs> you could have held out and gone and got a steak from me, but no, you handed over yeah, the PO at eleven thirty. Yeah. What the fuck is your problem?" want to hang out with you on the golf course oh my dude. god and uh and we've got a guy thankfully like if i had if we have like a golf tournament or something and i've got like a customer like i can just tell uh tell my boy brian uh, not brian wade which would be really funny <laughs> if my golf guy was brian wade but uh i could tell my boy brian like hey you want to go play some golf and he's like is it during work hours i'm like yeah of course and he's like absolutely i'm there 100 <laughs> right. percent. gotta uh, have a golf guy i'm sure my company has a golf guy but i, I wouldn't know anything about that I'm sure there's probably like some dudes in your company that are golf guys. Like that seems like a, a higher up middle manager. Yeah, I have, is there I a lot of golf friends in, in Boston? Like, is that, yeah, there's like six golf courses in my town. Jesus. I'm like, man, all this land, <laughs> <laughs> all of this free real estate that we're, what are we, we can be doing something with this? Literally anything. We can put, put another parking lot there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're opening up golf courses. I know Rhode Island is about to open up again just like all right everyone's gonna riot if we don't do this um so yeah it's just people you know they're caving to to public pressure which is just the loudest um part of me is fine with quarantine is fine with staying home is fine with how things are i don't have to go into the office that's all great but on the other hand uh i'm extremely depressed and i'm going insane so like maybe sitting in traffic is better than being insane (laughs) yeah it's um it's it's got to be, and I've, I've you and I have talked about this extensively, but the uh, the idea of working from home is now taking the place that was your kind of sacred spot and then turning it mm-hmm. into the place that you drudge away for somebody else, you drudge away for the man is not a lot of fun, and like it's no, it's never like it's it's just like everyone's like oh yeah work from home like it's a party and it's like no it's fucking not dude <laughs> like it's not yeah. I don't I don't have the equipment I don't have my normal access to things everything takes longer to get an answer for because I'm emailing everybody like it's just mm-hmm. just kind of crazy and I I don't yep. envy you whatsoever. For some reason, people will send me like I'll need to search an account and I do that by an account number. It's real simple when you can just copy and paste the the account number, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody just sends screenshots of account numbers instead of just typing oh, it out. No. And and when I'm at the office, it's like whatever. I got two monitors, so I put their screenshot on one window and then I search it on the other. But the simple act of now, okay, you've sent me a screenshot, and I have to just keep tabbing back and forth to type out this twenty-two digit number or whatever. It's like insane. Go. It's these little things that just serve. That's what's slowly driving me crazy. I think. I um, we have a form that I get my customers to fill out for like uh, return stuff, 
And um, a long, long, long time ago, uh, when I first created it, people wanted it to be like labels so that they could be like real easily used. Uh, and since then, we've gotten away from that. So like I updated it for a customer and I was like, hey, instead of writing it, because what they were doing is they were taking this thing that I'd made for a label printer, filling it all out and then um, hand by hand and then scanning it into a computer and sending me like a 10 megabyte PDF file. So I was like, and, and it's and it's just like you know, sixty different seven digit numbers is what they're giving me, yeah. right? Like it's very yeah. little information. So I sent over a spreadsheet and I was like, hey, just like put the information here. I don't need all that other stuff anymore. I just need this, and like you can just send it to me like this. And he's like, okay, we'll try it out and see if this works. And I'm like, well, it's gonna fucking work. It's a fucking spreadsheet. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> My dude somehow managed to print an Excel spreadsheet, fill it out by hand. <laughs> scan it into a pdf and then email it to me and i wanted to strangle somebody and i'm like you've got to be fucking kidding me we do have a lot of clients that do that we'll be like hey can you send it back in this format and they go yeah sure and then suddenly we get a pdf back like that's crazy because i sent you an excel file and now it's a pdf (laughs) it's wild (laughs) whatever you have done here is weird this is a different file altogether (laughs) and i just it gets so fucking insane i just i uh, people and like I had to call a grown man and like okay no you could just type this into the Excel file. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. dude's like 50 years old and I'm like hey you've been around <laughs> like computers yeah. have been around for most of your life dog you don't get to get, get to take the uh, I'm old pass on this one yeah it's it's remarkable how many documents we'll receive that have clearly been printed <laughs> yeah dealt with IRL scanned back in lost all of their image quality in somebody's shitty scanner in Tennessee and then sent back over to us you go oh sick now I can't I this is all smudged you wrote in pencil and then scanned it back through the world's first scanner I showed and then emailed it to me I showed somebody uh the like that your phone can add your signature to a PDF I don't know, uh-huh. uh, like via the email app or whatever, you can just mark it up and like you can save your signature and then just add it anywhere, make it bigger or smaller. I showed somebody that and I was like, because they were like, how did you turn that around so fast? Like, I know, like, I know you didn't have time to print that out and scan it and send it back to me. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm not in fuck, like, I didn't go back to 20, like 2011 and do this. Like, I just did it yeah. for my fucking phone and showed them how. And they were like, oh my God, that is so awesome. And I'm like, <laughs> guys, like, it's just, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like most of the reason that I was, considered good at computers or electronics or whatever as a kid is just because I would read the instruction manual and like find out how to do stuff. (laughs) Like it was just, it was just like, cause like I remember being that kid. I'm sure a lot of people can identify with this of like your grandmother would call them to program the VCR. Actually all of our audience is young female. So that's probably not true. Like it's probably like my grandmother called me to figure out how to download iTunes on her MacBook or something. Yeah. But, um, My grandmother would call me up and be like, I need to, I need to record my stories. Like, how do I do that? If I'm, if I got a doctor's appointment today and I'm like, well, you just, and like, I just looked in the manual, like she had the manual there. It was taped to the bottom of the VCR. Cause that's how old people do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, man. Like, it's just, just read the fucking manuals of the stuff. You paid a thousand dollars for your phone. <laughs> go, go read a fucking yeah, manual. How to please. use it. Yeah. Just God, the love of God. I don't understand. Um, all right. Speaking of the love of God, you ready to talk about supernatural? Yeah, let's talk about some supernatural. We barely talked about video games, Chris. Are we okay? Yeah, we're okay. I mean, I haven't been playing anything. Yeah. I don't think just Animal Crossing, and, and that's just life now. Yeah, yeah. I um, I'm pretty sure your your icon on your Switch is a little KK rule dude. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I don't remember us like being friends on Switch. Like I don't use the multiplayer stuff on Switch at all. But uh, 
having invested hours of my life into uh, <laughs> Breath of the Wild, I would be playing for like one interrupted session and I, I could see like every about every two and a half hours it'd be like, Chris is online. I'm like, oh, check mm-hmm. it in. Mm-hmm. Got to see what them turnips are doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on my 15 minute break, time to check in. <laughs> or over the weekend, me and Jess just kept popping in over and over because I would play for a little while and then she wanted to play. She bought a Switch and had the devastating realization that it's not being delivered today. Um, oh shit! When she originally ordered it, it was like it'll be there Thursday, uh, and she was like, "Sweet, all right." And then she just double checked, and she was like, "Yeah, when it shipped, it updated, and actually it says Friday." So it's like it's just one day difference. But she's home with nothing to do, and she was super excited. She was super to excited to. Yeah. She drew out a map and had everything planned. I was like, "Damn, gamer, what? that's some, that's some serious shit." Yeah, she's not messing around because she's seen the struggles I've gone through with my Animal Crossing Island. She's not. She's not like, about to oh, make those same mistakes. No, she's no, not no, no. Walk she's in not making shoes. those same mistakes. Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, uh. She's not she's, putting them. Size 16 on and go into the Animal Crossing beach. Let's not. No way. No way. Um, because I, I gotta move all these buildings now because I organized it poorly at first. And I'm I've been funded by Brian Wade, who has made me a millionaire in the game. Um, he's my um, he's <laughs> I, what do they call it? Oh, Sugar Daddy. Sugar um, Daddy. Yeah. He uh-huh. really hooked it up. So I'm I got I'm rolling in the bills. What's the uh, uh, What's the interest like on that? Do you just have to appear on whatever podcast he asks you to appear on for the rest of so. your life? Think, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I will continue to pay you in bells if you show up and guest on my podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that's the arrangement. That's the arrangement. No, um, he did it out of the kindness of his heart. Um, anyway, supernatural, supernatural. 